Greetings, and welcome to episode 41 of the Prometheus Project podcast. I'm your host, Richard Bist. Thank you for joining me on this exploration of creativity. First, let me say apologies for the late episode this week. I've been having sort of a mini staycation, as it were, uh, staying home, taking time off from work, just sort of decompressing after the past couple of weeks. And for folks here in the U.S., I'm sure you can understand and probably relate. <laughs> so uh, let's get going, though. Um, for this episode, I thought it'd be interesting to talk a little bit about what it means to be a professional artist. Now, I think it's safe to say that every artist at some point dreams about being a professional, you know, making money from their art, maybe having a, I don't know, a fan base or a regular audience of admirers, maybe having people, I don't know, even asking you to sign things for them. And there's nothing wrong with that. We all need to have dreams and goals. But when it comes down to it, what is the distinction between an amateur and a professional? I mean, is it simply getting paid for your artistic output? Is it having your work on display or up for sale in a store or a gallery? Is it having name recognition where people actually recognize you in public? They know your face. In a previous episode where I talked about the monetization of art, I mentioned how over the last century... The lines between professional and amateur artists have blurred. It used to be much more distinct, much more visible to everyone. You know, for example, let's look at writers. A hundred years ago, a professional writer was one who had struggled to get published, to see their name in print. For an author, being a professional meant having a contract with a publishing house, seeing your work on an actual bookshelf in a store, you know, having an agent or a manager. There are very distinct markers. A professional writer may also, I don't know, maybe they had a Master of Fine Arts degree, which, if you don't know, is the equivalent to, I guess, a graduate degree, like a master's degree, but it's usually in some form of art. There's was a certain amount of prestige given to people who reached this level of education and accomplishment. And similar markers applied to other forms of art as well. I mean, let's look at music. Anyone can play an instrument and make music and, you know, play at the local tavern if they apply themselves. But to be considered a professional musician, I mean, you had to get paid. You had to have a manager, a record deal, maybe even hear yourself on the radio. Touring was one thing, but to sell out large venues and have a tour bus meant, hey, you made it big. And don't forget the lists, because if you made a list, and it's like the New York Times bestseller list or the Billboard Top 40, well then, you knew you made it, and you were a professional artist then. There were milestones that you hit, but once an artist hit them, and they were in the club, so to say. But that was yesterday, or the day before. Things today are different. The lines that used to delineate between professional and amateur, well, they've blurred. Now, I'm not saying that it's been erased because there's still a difference between the two, but I think that it's, I think it's harder to say for sure where that transition lies. Of course, don't confuse this with the question of whether or not you can call yourself a writer or a painter or a musician. That's a question I see asked all the time. You know, I just started writing. When can I start to refer to myself as a writer? Well, if you're writing, you're a writer. If you're painting, you're a painter. If you're playing guitar, you're a guitarist. There's no question about it. If you're doing it, regardless of your skill level, experience, your age, whatever, then that's what you are. 
Hell, I think it's fair to say that I've been a writer since I was seven or eight years old, because that's when I wrote my first comic book. But what is it then that makes one a professional? I mean, when do we cross the line and earn our membership in the club? In the current artistic world, I think it might be when you first sell something. I mean, the reason I chose this is because I'm likening it, likening it to sports. I know it's an odd comparison because artists aren't necessarily athletes. But back to the sports reference. Look at it this way. You have athletes who play throughout their adolescence, childhood, teen years, then up into college. Despite their skill and their talent, they are considered amateurs until they make it to the professional leagues. And that's when they get paid to play their sport. Now, one could argue that's not a great rule to go by because, for example, college football players here in the United States are often well-known, particularly the standouts. While they aren't getting paid for their play, unless you count you know, the scholarships they earn, they still have skills that match the professionals. However, they're still in school, so until they graduate or get drafted into the big leagues, they are, for all intents and purposes, amateurs. Which I think is a good way to look at it, because once you get paid for your work, well, I mean, you're a pro. This doesn't mean you aren't talented enough to be considered professional, that you don't have the experience or the drive. All of it is an arbitrary line in the sand. And don't confuse getting paid with actually making a living wage off your work. That's an entirely different ballgame. As I've said before, you can't count on making enough off your art to quit your day job. It could happen, but it's not likely. However, publishing a couple of books or selling some prints of your artwork can be a nice supplement to your income. That's at least how I look at it. For me, I began to consider myself a professional when I saw my first article in print. My first writing paycheck came from a construction-themed magazine back when I was in my late 20s. I wrote a 500-word article about a new power plant that had been built in Jacksonville, Florida, and in turn, I received a check for about, I think it was like $38. Once I deposited that in my sad little bank account, I felt like I'd passed an initiation. My name was not only in print, but I received payment for my writing. That was an amazing feeling. Since then, no matter what my real job might be, I always tell people I'm a writer when they ask what I, what it is that I do. No, it's not my primary job, and it's not the primary source of my income, but it's what I do. It's what I've always done, and I get paid for it. But is the exchange of money the only difference between amateur and pro? I mean, it's an interesting question. I guess an argument could be made that, taking writers as the example, once you've been published, regardless of whether or not you've gotten paid, well, you're a pro. I mean, yeah, you're seeing your name in print. Someone decided that whatever it is you wrote, a story, an essay, a poem, an article, was good enough to grace their pages. That should count for something. But in a world where self-publishing is just a few clicks away, I feel that path isn't quite good enough. And again, I'm not trying to discourage or disparage anyone. I'm looking at this from an analytical viewpoint. Take me in my experience with publishing. Early in my career, I had two short stories published in zines. Now, do you know where the zine is? <laughs> if not, well, they were popular in the early days of the internet. Basically, it was in a single person, maybe just a handful of people, who got together to put out cheap publications. 
They were usually printed on like copy paper, occasionally in color, and stapled on the spine. They were limited in circulation and they didn't pay anything. It was at the very least an opportunity to get published. I went that route simply so I could say that I was a published writer. I mean, my freelance journalism gig is what brought me a few bucks every month, but I was more proud of my zine achievements, and I think it did help, because a few years later I was able to get published in a paying fiction publication, and I proudly noted in my cover letters that I'd been previously published in these <laughs> now-forgotten labors of love. And for what it's worth, my favorite zine was Vampire Dan's Story Emporium. In lieu of payment, he sent me a cool uh, logo sticker that I still have adhered to a filing cabinet in my writing space. But yeah, just publishing is a step in the process, like making it partway up a staircase. But you don't hit the next level until you're rewarded for your week, for your work. I mean, at least that's how I see it. However, this does make me wonder, does it really matter what you call yourself? I mean, does it matter if you're labeled an amateur or a professional? Does it give you access to any uh, cool clubs? Does it make the ladies swoon or the men chase you down the street? Does it come with a certificate, a fancy jacket? No, it doesn't. It's just a label. It's just a way to pigeonhole people. I mean, when it comes to art, I don't really think it matters much what you call yourself as long as you call yourself an artist or a writer or a painter. I mean, seriously, does the label professional really mean that much in the art world? As long as you're creating something and putting your heart and soul into it and you're showing it off, then nothing really else matters when it comes to labels. I know, I had this big buildup about differentiating between amateurs and pros, then just kind of dismissed it. Yeah, that was on purpose. If you've been listening to these episodes or following my blog or my social media accounts, you should know that things like this don't matter much to me, and I don't think they should matter to you. The problem is that we're often told that things have to be a certain way, because that's how it's always been. And personally, I say that's bullshit. We can be who we want to be. If you're self-publishing your work on your website or a social media account, then hey, good for you. Call yourself a pro. People are seeing it, right? Even if it's just one person, maybe it's just your mom or your grandfather or maybe your best friend. doesn't matter. The point is that you're sharing your work with the world. That in itself is incredibly brave and proves you're proud of your output. I think the amateur and professional labels in the art world are relics of the past, of another time. They're fossils from yesteryear. Times have changed, as has the world of creativity. The big publishing houses and art galleries will never truly go away. They're always going to be there for a very specific group of artists and art admirers who feel that they are a step apart from the rest. And hey, that's fine. The rest of us can be perfectly content creating and sharing to a much wider audience and probably a much more appreciative and less judgmental audience. So when it comes to labels like these, just ignore them. They don't matter, not to me and not to you. All that matters is that you create, express yourself, and share your work. Remember, you may not have a huge audience or legions of fans, and that's okay. You're still a unique, creative soul whose imagination matters. Look at it this way. 
There are billions of flowers blooming in the world right now. Fields of them, gardens, greenhouses, mountainsides, sand dunes, maybe on the windowsill of your patio. Each one is unique and wonderful, but not everyone sees every flower. Does that diminish their beauty? That single bloom in a remote forest may not ever be seen by human eyes, but you know something? A passing honeybee would consider it important. And when its pollen gets caught in the wind and pollinates another bloom miles away, it matters. And the same thing goes for your art. You put it out there and wonder if anyone will ever see it, if it will, if it'll matter. Yeah, and yeah, you may get lucky and get some feedback or response. Maybe you won't. But that doesn't mean no one saw it or reacted to it. Some stranger may happen upon it and be inspired. Maybe it made them smile, made them think, made their day a little better. Just like that flower in the forest. So don't worry about labels. You're an artist. That's it. End of story. Or better yet, the beginning of yours. All right. So time for the show close out. This time I'm gonna, I'm not gonna have you create something. I mean, you can if you want. <laughs> I'm not gonna discourage that. Um, if something in this episode inspired you, made you think about a possible creative project, go for it. But what I have in mind is something more low key. What I'd like you to do is consider what it would be like if you could quit your day job and create full time. Writing, painting, photography, songwriting, whatever your passion is. How would you react if you suddenly knew you could pursue it full time and make a comfortable living doing it? Close your eyes and think about that for a few minutes. You get a call from someone who tells you that something you created, a song, a book, a painting, is taken off. Everyone is buying a copy. The money is rolling in. People are wanting more from you. Can you imagine that? Now take a few minutes to consider it. How would you feel initially? What would you want to pursue next? It's your dream, so let your imagination run wild. You now have time to create whatever you want, knowing that people respond to it, buy it, and will crave more. I mean, it's a wonderful thing to think about. All right, so I hope you got something useful out of this episode. If so, please, I'd love to know. You can uh, catch me on social media, stop by my website, send me a message there. And of course, please check out my short story collections and my YouTube channel for more of my creative experiments. Until next time, please stay safe, be kind, and do something creative. Cheers. <laughs>